Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. When it comes to building your awesome business, one of the things that gets overlooked most often is something that most of us don't think about. So today I wanted to bring on a guest who could really pull back the curtain and share with us how if we're missing this critical piece when we're building our businesses, it definitely could affect us in not the best of ways. What is this thing I'm talking about? I'm talking about our nutrition. The things that we put into our bodies day in and day out absolutely can help us or hurt us as we are building our business. So with all of that in mind, I want to welcome our amazing guest today, the nutrition professor herself, Timory Hagenberger. Welcome to the show, Timory. Hello, I am so excited to join you. There, this is such a critical piece that people just don't even they don't even consider it. They just feel what they feel and they try to push really hard to just keep working, keep working, keep working, and they don't realize how good they could feel and how much more effective they can be. So you introduced me as the nutrition professor, and I am actually a full-time nutrition professor at Cosumnes River College in Sacramento, California. And I have been doing this, this is year 21. Um, I'm also a registered dietitian with a master's degree in public health. And I'm also a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. And I love what I do. So whenever I listen to podcasts about finding your passion and making sure that you have a way to live that passion, whether it be in your day-to-day work or your side hustle. I live it in every chance I get. I absolutely love sharing information with others and helping them to optimize their quality of life, no matter what they want to pursue. Oh my gosh, so much goodness just in that little bit. The fact that you have been living the work that you're doing in nutrition, helping people to optimize their health for all these years is huge. And I just want to give a little backstory too, that Timurie and I actually met fairly recently. She attended a summit that I was part of over the summer. And then via email, we've been keeping in touch, reaching out, and then we connected and we had so many things in common. And then when I knew that she was doing all this with nutrition, she has an amazing book, which I'll share with you at the end, how you can get your hands on it because it is just amazing. Your family is gonna thank you for it. I just knew I had to have her on the show. So Timory, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your vast knowledge in this particular arena of nutrition because it is definitely something that I know I personally have overlooked at different parts of my life. And when I have, 
I can definitely tell the difference. So when it comes to building our business and making sure that we're caring for ourselves most appropriately, what is something we just need to remember going in? Because nutrition can sometimes be tough. There's lots of conflicting information out there on the internet. What's something that we can all start doing today? All right. Well, there are a lot of different things we can do. And one, the first thing that I think about when I think about someone really committed to building their business, which means working, unfortunately, for many of us, because of so many our competing priorities, we need to work late or start early in the morning. And so not having food at your fingertips that can optimize your mental status is a huge overlook. And so when we just, interesting, when I talk to my students, when we had classes in person, right now we're all remote, I told them that I had worked for years and years and years at the college that I do. And in that whole time, I had gone out to lunch probably maybe two or three times over 15, 16, 17 years. And they looked at me and they're thinking, what? We go every day. You know, my students do fast food and whatever all the time. And they said, don't you get bored? And I said, no, absolutely. I could most certainly take the time, rush off campus, be subjected to whatever options were out there, pay, be disappointed, rush back to campus, or I can take the time over the weekend, which is typically what I do, make up my lunches for the week, have them in my little fridge, so that I get to choose exactly what I want, and I can enjoy them at the speed that I wish, and I am saving money, I'm saving gas, I'm saving time, and I'm getting exactly what I want because the, my past me, right, took care of my future me. And it, it's so, it's, it's the true definition of have it your way. So now let's fast forward into COVID times where we're not going to lunch. We're not even at work. We're trying to do all of this at home. And when people who are trying to get a lot of work done also are doing that work at home with a refrigerator in another, you know, the kitchen in another room, they can, if they don't plan ahead, end up spending either a bunch of time in the kitchen making a breakfast that took away maybe 45 minutes of their work time because they didn't plan ahead and they just decide, well, what do I feel like? Or they end up going into the kitchen and just trying to find something quick, like some kind of snacky over-processed product or energy drink or something like that where they think, oh, I'll just eat this and it'll just get me through. And they don't realize that they're not optimizing that opportunity. But when they walk into their kitchen and they open that fridge and they see their breakfast, let's say breakfast oatmeal, that they've made a little overnight oats, if that's something that people you know are interested in, and they see the little containers, they grab a jar, it already has some goodness in there that they prepared all in one shot on Sunday, bring it back to their desk, 
or take that 10 minutes to sit outside when the air is clean, right? Take a nice little time to themselves and get right back and focus on what they need to for their business. Taking that extra time pays you, because you're taking care of your future self, pays you big dividends all week long. You brought up a ton of good points too here. And, and really the idea that our society tells us that we need to be moving fast. Things have to go fast, 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 and we're always in a hurry. And the temptation to grab something on the go, while it seems convenient in the moment, like you said, we need to think about our future selves. We need to really consider how that food we're going to intake into our bodies is going to affect us throughout our work days, throughout the weekend. And I know for me, I've been working on doing a, a new eating program, which has been a plant-based program, and I'm prepping on Sundays. So literally, I, I'm making my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner on Sundays. Yes, it takes some time, but it's kind of become my favorite day of the week. And then when I wake up, I just know what I'm going to have and it's there. I can take it out of the freezer. I can pop it in the microwave. I can take it with me. It makes it so, so convenient. So for those of you who are out there wanting to grab things fast, definitely take Timory's advice and prep things that are easy, prep things that are delicious and prep things that are going to really give you the energy you need to run a business. Because if you're like me and you run a business and you have kids and you have all sorts of things that you're doing, if you're not feeding yourself the right things, we can definitely run out of energy quickly. So Timory, let's talk about some thoughts for how people can quickly prep their breakfasts or their lunch to take with them. What are some of the staples that you would recommend we all have in our pantries? Okay, so I have many, many articles on my website, thenutritionprofessor.com that will detail all kinds of tips and recipes and I have videos of me shopping and then cooking and just podcast episodes. I have all kinds of resources. And one of my um, articles I talked about meal planning wisdom and this idea that everything can be personalized. So the question about let's take breakfast and you can also transition this slowly. So I, we didn't talk about this yet, but in 2011, so I've been a dietitian for years and years, since 1999, but in 2011, we transitioned my family to plant-based whole food, and it was a big transition because we were omnivores. We ate everything um, before, and we have not ever stepped back. We have just never felt better, and with that transition, I was looking at what are the foods we enjoyed and how can I make those in a way that truly loves us back. So my little tagline for my nutrition professor is love the foods that love you back. And so when we think about that, I want you to always make this personal to you. So for breakfast, what do you enjoy? And that can not only be the types of foods, but also thinking about textures. So for example, my husband does not enjoy the texture of oatmeal. So it doesn't matter how it's prepared as far as um, like a porridge, 
he's not interested. Whether it's overnight, whether it's hot, that's not of interest to him. But he does like bars. So I could take the oatmeal and bake it into oatmeal bars and he will eat that or oatmeal muffins. So when you have, so the oatmeal is wonderful because it's a whole grain and it's going to give us the complex carbohydrate that we need to sustain energy for our brain and our red blood cells. So when you think about, now does it have to be oatmeal? No, could it be something like a quinoa or a bulgur or some other grain, whole grain? Absolutely. And if you don't want a grain, you can have sweet potato. You could do all kinds of things for breakfast. But once you have an idea about what you enjoy, then being able to customize that and add in the most nutritious options possible makes the most sense. So when you think about oatmeal, and we'll just drill down so people can get an idea kind of of the mindset. But if you think about oatmeal, we go from very processed to whole. So very processed would be a cereal that's made of oats, like Cheerios or oat squares. So those poor little oats have been processed heavily and blown up and cooked. And so those are going to be the least healthy. And then you're moving into instant oatmeal, which is pretty mushy. It has lots of sugar and other additives. Then you get into old fashioned, which is the five minute oats. And those have just has been steamed and rolled. They've been cut and rolled. Then you move into steel cut, which have just been cut, and that's why the different texture. And then you get into oat groats, which are the little hard oats that you would be able to soak and then cook. They do take a little longer, but you're getting closer to the whole grain, which has all of the nutrition that it was meant to provide because it's the closest version to the way it was grown. So when you take something like the that basis, and you can be anywhere on the continuum and just be moving towards the more whole version, but then we don't want just oats. We want to take that opportunity to add in some fabulous fruit that's full of antioxidants. So that's when you ask the question, what kind of berries, because berries are the highest level as far as fruits for cell protection, so your own cell protection. So what kinds of berries could you add? So when I think of berries, I think of expensive raspberries in a little plastic package that somehow molds between the time I get them at the grocery store and the time I come home. And though that frustrates me to no end. So I spend my resources financially on frozen berries and then they're ready whenever I need them. So grocery outlet close to me sells organic frozen berries. I always have them in my freezer. They also have mango. They also have strawberries. And so then I start to think, okay, I'll add those. So now I have berries and a grain. And then spice is really important, flavor. So I have a chai spice blend in the Foodie Our Way cookbook. 
um, as well as I have it on my website. And that adds in not only flavor, but antioxidants, which can also further protect your cells. So now we've built oatmeal with berries and spice, chai spice, pumpkin pie spice, whatever your favorites are. And then you can take it to the next level, and this may sound a little loopy, but it's amazing, don't knock it before you try it, is to add a legume, a bean. So I often will add black beans or white beans to my oatmeal because I want even more staying power. I want more fiber, I want more protein. And then I'll add flaxseed, ground flax on top of that, or chia, I'll cook it in um, with the chia. And I make this, I usually will add the beans just the morning of, but everything else, I'll make it for the week, have those little containers. And that's just one way that I do. I wash one pot and I've got all my little containers and I'm ready to go. So that's a little bit of information about how I would mindset wise start with something like breakfast. That's so good. And it reminds me so much about how we look at business, right? We start with, we have different elements we put together. And when you have them together, it, it creates this complete thing, whether it's a course, a program, a video, a podcast, but layering all those different elements, those different spices. I, and I did a whole series of podcast episodes called the, the Spice in Your Podcasting Life. And it was about this, about all the different flavors, all the different textures you can add in to whatever you're doing to really give people this wow factor. And even just you describing all these yummy things and how you prep just one meal. And you can have it all week and you can change up the variety. You can add different textures. You can add different flavors, different spices. It's making me hungry just talking about this because I can just see it happening in my mind's eye. And it brings a smile to my face because when we take the time to prepare things and not always do things spur of the moment. And yes, I realize sometimes we have to do things spur of the moment. And that's where things like, you know, the fast foods come in. But if we just are thinking about how can we make food prep super easy? How can we make our food delicious? How can we make our food less costly? You've given us ideas on all these things, and this is just breakfast. So thank you so much for laying out how to really go out there and prep and start to build better breakfast because when you have that great breakfast, it really sets you up for success in the rest of your day. Um, it does. And the a couple of things that makes me think of the first is that the research about when to eat because there's a lot of information now about intermittent fasting and people are confused about a lot of things but the research has come back incredibly in support of having your meals earlier in the day so the idea of having a good amount of time between your last meal and your next meal the next day but having that first meal in the morning. So your body physiologically is set up to handle food earlier. And it's, it's crazy. They even change your, like they take people that work night shift, right? Who are kind of their circadian rhythm is upside down. 
and they still have a much more difficult time handling digestion of their food after like after 7 p.m. So eating that, making sure that breakfast, you know, to go back to the old adage of breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper, that idea actually rings true in the research. The other thing that what you had said made me think about is the Foodie Bar Way book. Because in there, we have an oatmeal Foodie Bar. So that idea is that you customize it. And depending on how you like, like I said, you want to know yourself. So if you're someone who says, I can eat the same breakfast every day and I'm good, then you can make that breakfast, like I mentioned, you can add everything you wanted to it on that night that you prep it. But if you're someone who says, oh, I don't know, I get bored, I don't want the same thing every day as far as like flavoring, then what you do is you make your base oatmeal, let's say with, with um, apples, and I have this set up in the foodie bar way, and then every day, you add different extra fruits. So one day it's blueberries, another day it's mango, another day it's strawberries. And then if you're someone who says, I can't even do oatmeal every day, then you do oatmeal and you have it two or three days and you spread it out. And then in between, you make my scramble, which I have a foodie bar for a breakfast scramble. And so then you get to switch off, but you've still used those ideas and that prep that you did on Sunday, but then every day is an adventure that you can just personalize and individualize. But like you had said, this, when we take care of our future self in this way, it truly feels like a gift. And I have my little container of whatever it is, right? If it's the breakfast or lunch, I look at it and smile and think, yeah, someone really important made this for me. Me. You know, I really took that time to say I am and my health is important enough because a lot of people rely on me. I can't miss class. Students can miss a class. Teacher cannot miss a class. So I never have had a substitute in 21 years because it's oh that goodness. important to me <laughs> to be there. And so I take care of myself though. And that's through nutrition and exercise. Um, and that's something else you know, that obviously we can talk about, but there's so much that we can share about nutrition. Absolutely. And there's so many facets. And I think this is what, I think this is why it's so easy sometimes to not do the things we know we need to do because there's so much conflicting information out there. You know, one site you go to says this is good. One site you go to says this, this that same thing is bad. So as consumers, it's sometimes hard to wade through all of the vast amounts of knowledge. But having you here with all of your decades of knowledge in this arena is awesome for us as business owners because it's just nice to know that people are out there talking about real foods they're living this lifestyle and they're teaching others to, to do the same and the fact that you've been able to help your students who are in college you know have these great meals that they can prepare 
on a budget that suits them, that's a really big deal too. And you mentioned a couple times now about your book, The Foodie Bar Way. And I wanted to dive in more about this because you were so sweet. You sent me a signed copy of this book and it's such a cool book. And I, I will have to say, when you first started telling me about The Foodie Bar Way, I was thinking of a bar you took with you. With you. And I think, I don't know if you can talk to that because I think some people might be thinking when they think bars, the bar that's processed from the store that we take. Timory's book is awesome because it basically, it, if you imagine having this beautiful breakfast bar laid out with all these different foods for all the different meals, you said earlier that this is an adventure. Eating can be an adventure. And if you set up these foodie bars for your family, everyone gets to go on an adventure they want to go on and no one is subjected to eating the same thing because not everyone likes the same things. So let's go back and tell me the backstory behind this book and why you published it. So yeah, the foodie bar is interesting because that's one thing that's hard for people if, unless they hear me speak and I can explain it, when they hear the foodie bar way, they think of a new quote unquote, you know, nutrition bar, energy bar, granola bar. And that's not it. We're talking about like a talk bar. So the idea is, it's kind of, most people have had experience with like the Chipotle, you know, experience. So it's like forks over knives, if anybody's ever watched that movie, meat, which is health, you know, reversing our number one killers with food. So forks over knives, meat, Chipotle, with a sprinkle of the flavor Bible which is a book that shows how different flavors can complement each other. It's like something a chef's reference um, because I teach cooking classes. So this idea that everybody gets their own choices, but you only put out the very best options for everyone. So this was my answer to the challenge of taking care of my family. So I have two kids and they're very close to your kids' age, um, if they're not exactly. I think they are 15 and, um, or 14 and 17. Exactly and, the same age. Yes. And so <laughs> we transitioned when they were five and eight to plant-based. And so I was the one who was responsible, you know, for all of this food. And so I was trying to figure out how can we do it where it's safe to experiment, and it's safe to personalize without having the, <laughs> the casserole scenario. Okay, so this is the casserole scenario. <laughs> you make a casserole, and then your kids say, are there olives in there? And you say, yes, of course there's olives. Because yesterday, you told me how much you love olives. <laughs> so true. And they say, no, 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 not in that. I mean, I like olives and the other thing, but not in this. And then nobody eats it, right? And then you're like, uh, forget it, I'm not even gonna cook. Fine, go out, right? And this whole little thing explodes. Instead of doing that, you have all of the options set out and everybody gets to make their own plate or their own whatever, if it's pizza. So this makes all the difference. In fact, let me share something quickly. So one of my very close friends that was with me right through this whole process of me developing this book, so afterwards she said, I have to tell you, last night I had a moment. She said, I was just done with the family. Like I was just, they were all just, when are we going to eat? There's nothing, right? And everybody's complaining. 
She said, I thought of you and I decided I was going to do your oatmeal food bar. She said, instead of, and it was for dinner and it's fun to do breakfast for dinner. So she said, okay, so I made some oatmeal and then I had all the little things for them to add the cinnamon and the nuts and all the, you know, cause I give lots of options for what to put on top. She said, you would have thought the kids were at Disneyland. She said, you, you could, she said, if I would mix up the oatmeal and put it on the table, they would have all had conniption fits, just so upset. But the fact that they had their own little bowl and they put their own little, you know, whether it was maple syrup or, you know, whatever she wanted, she might have even, you know, had little bits of coconut or chocolate chips or nuts, or whatever works for her family, right? Blueberries, all that. She said they were so excited to make it on their own. And that may, you know, be, it may sound like too good to be true, but how often do we love to be able to say, I would like this and this and this and this and that on it. Nope. Thank, another scoop of that. Perfect. Thank you. I mean, that is just a dream. So whether you do, you know, just your family with this or when we all can spend more time together, the foodie bars make the best potlucks ever because everybody can bring an item and then you set this up. We do a baked potato, we've done a baked potato bar, food bar. They just follow the guidance I had in the book because every bar has a basic bar and a raising the bar section. And so the basic bar are just the ingredients you need to put something together where you have no time, no money, and no cooking experience, which is where my students are at. And then raising the bar is, well, I'd like to try something a little different. Maybe instead of, for that baked potato bar, maybe instead of buying a can of chili beans, I will make my seat, make Timory's seasoned black beans or garlic mushrooms or maybe homemade salsa instead of jarred salsa. And so they took these lists and we had 63 people tribute to a baked potato foodie bar. We had five tables of things to put on potatoes. I mean, it was just oh my goodness, so fun. And it was great because some people don't feel comfortable, you know, with new recipes, but they'll bring a package of canned or a package of frozen organic corn, or they'll bring, you know, a red cabbage to slice up. And others will say, oh no, I'll make your sofritas, or I'll make your beans. So just that idea of, you know, someone grabbed a potato and could just pick what they wanted. If they don't like olives, great, just skip them, you know, for you. But this works in your family and at work and in the community as well. It's just a different approach entirely to thinking about food and meals. Absolutely. And I can definitely attest to the fact that when we do these bars, Dinner is so successful. So for all of your parents out there who may be dealing with kids having school from home, like my kids do, they were given Chromebooks and they get to do school on their Chromebook during the day. They're home all day long. And so literally food is always a question, you know, what's for this meal and what's for this meal? But by having some of these core ingredients available and having lots of options that I can chop up and pre-cut up and have them in the fridge, 
it makes it so easy. So there are fewer arguments. There are fewer, there's less time being spent on having to meal prep because everyone can kind of choose their adventure. And I know for us, it has saved so much time. And now going forward, I pretty much want to make every meal a bar because it's just so much easier just to have all the individual ingredients and everyone gets to choose what sounds good to them right then. And like you said, it's not a casserole where everything's baked in and all of a sudden nobody wants it. There's always going to be something. And this is from our experience. There's always something that everyone likes. And some people will choose more of one thing and less of another. And that's totally okay. But at the end of the day, at the end of each meal, everyone's gotten exactly what they wanted. They weren't told what to eat because they got to choose their own adventure. And I just love the whole philosophy, Timory, of the Foodie Bar Way. And I want to make sure that people can get their hands on this book because I truly believe that every family, especially if you have kids or you're just busy, but you still want to take good care of yourself, you want to feed yourself well so you can build this business that you're building and do your awesome work, where can they get a copy of this book? So the best way is to actually go to foodiebars.com. So F-O-O-D-I-E-B-A-R-S.com. And that's my website for my book. Um, you can get it on Amazon, but for those of us business owners, we know how much Amazon um, takes. So it's actually, if you buy it through foodiebars.com, I will sign a personalized note and stick it in there and take it to the post office myself, um, or my husband will take it for me. And it, um, it is full of all of the family favorites, the pasta, the pizza, the nachos, all, it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, bars, and dessert, cookies, and but they're all, and I teach you how to make salad dressings and without any oil, it's just, it is the best of the best um, for your body. And the more you spend time eating this way as a family, the more you will be able to save resources, which we can talk about on another episode for healthcare and all the rest of it. But it, this is a really fun fun book. It, every recipe has a picture that I took because my students wanted to see pictures. So there's even a section about how to keep produce lasting longer. And it's every single type of produce I use in the book. So, and it's exactly what I do, not something I just cut and pasted from the internet. So it's just, it's, it's how to set up your kitchen, how to set up your mindset. And then you jump right into very easy recipes that everybody can help contribute. Um, that last thing I wanted to mention, we're saying that you are really enjoying this with your family. And not only can you enjoy the meals, but you can also use it as an opportunity to give them a little autonomy in prepping certain, depending on their age. You can have them work in a team or by themselves to prep certain pieces of the bar and then all come together to share the meal. And that's good for grandparents, that's good for parents, um, especially now when we feel like they just, they're doing too much school on their, you know, just too much sitting, too much computer. So to give them something to do that's fun. I know a lot of grandparents end up trying to, them kind of the cheap foods instead of this would be a much better experience if you said 
hey, let's do a foodie bar, a special foodie bar for dinner and help me with the parts that we're gonna make to put it together is way better than, hey, let's go to McDonald's drive through and then eat in the car. You know, that's, we can do better. So true, and you brought up a really, really, really key point that I want to, to make sure that we repeat. And that's the fact that as parents, mom and dad, we don't have to be responsible for all the meals. If we're gonna include our kids, get them up from behind their computers, get them interacting with you, get them having fun in the kitchen to help them understand that food is our fuel, food can be fun. And when it comes to choosing, we ultimately get to make our own way down this amazing journey when we do the foodie bar way. So Timory, I want to thank you for so many things, for saying yes to this podcast, for sending me a copy of this book so we could test it out, and then just for sharing your wisdom with your students at your college and online. And I will definitely make sure that over on our show notes at youngpratt.com, I'm going to link directly to where you can get Timory's book. Definitely get it from her. I'm going to link out to her blog. So if you need more ideas, you want to see more pictures, you want to see how she does things, I will definitely link it up there as well. And with that, Timory, I just want to say a big thank you for the work that you're doing right now because it is so needed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's so needed right now in a time when... We're all thinking a little bit more about our health, given the situation in the world. And if we can take these small steps every day and employ things like creating foodie bars for our family and take back our health by feeding ourselves well, that, my friend, is going to have huge ripple effects across the globe. So thank you. Well, it does. And it allows all of these business owners that have so much to give to the world, we have to take care of ourselves because if we're not feeling well, then we cannot contribute. And we need to make sure that our businesses are thriving so that we can get the word out and we can help more more people. And the other thing is we don't want to be super successful and then be unhealthy because there was a fabulous quote that said, that healthy people have thousands of wishes and unhealthy people only have one. And I think that just rings so true that we push so hard, but we were not able to enjoy the health that we can actually have. And we need to model that for the kids. So this is really important. Yes. Yeah, you're very welcome. And Tim Marie and I would both definitely tell all of you to take care of yourself first, because like she just shared, that if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not at your optimum health, it's really hard and exhausting to take care of all the other people that depend on us. So when you take control of your health, and the first step, of course, is grabbing Timory's book, it's going to make all the difference for you. So thank you again, Timory, for being here. And for all of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We're giving you permission to take a step back do a little self-care, feed yourself well so that you can support your family and you can support your business. Cheers, everyone. Next week, you'll hear from Facebook ads expert, Tammy P, and her story of building a business around everything that makes her so awesome. Until then, come on over to join me inside my Facebook community, where I do weekly trainings, sharing real-world examples 
of showing up as the real you in your business with your awesome content. I'll link the group directly at today's show notes at youngpratt.com slash 311. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any tips, tricks, or secrets on building a business based around your awesome. Hey, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome.